0: Hello oh, and welcome to the Superior Comic Show, your weekly Irish podcast on all things pop culture. I'm your host Peter, and joining me today is a very special guest from TikTok, known as Panda Red. Jay Morton, welcome to the show, Jay. How are
1: you? I'm doing pretty good.
0: Doing pretty decent. <laughs> I'm meant to ask: Do you rather be called your actual name, Jay, or do you rather Panda Red? Or Oh, either, either
1: really works. I don't really mind. Uh, it's weird. It's it's strange being called Panda now that people refer to me <laughs> as Panda because I, I that was always just a joke that I would say around people. But yeah, I don't really mind. I Jay or Panda is fine. Well, we.
0: I only kind of found your Twitter there today. I kind of went digging, and I seen Jay Morton, and um, I think that means you definitely failed the team test.
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I would, I would not survive a second on there because you would Google. Pa- well, okay, so if Tim pa- just googled Panda Red, then then you'd yeah, never find me. But if uh, you took ten seconds and went on my TikTok, and went, oh, he yeah, has a tweet, and he put his real name. What a idiot! <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's um, the TikTok. You're just you've exploded on there, like almost three hundred thousand followers now at this stage.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, that was that was not the plan. I'm just
0: as confused as everybody else is, to be honest. <laughs> See, to start off, there was a lot of kind of drawing you, uh, videos on your TikTok before you kind of developed into the skits. Yeah, how did yeah. That, how did they start?
1: Um. So I've al- I've always been an in, an uh, in, in artist. Initially, that was like my big thing. I'm actually the- whenever I say I'm going to college in m- in my uh videos i'm going to an art college right now to do uh to do art for video games i'm i'm planning on being a video game artist so when i initially started TikTok, i'm like oh i'll do the thing i'm good at i'll do my skills i'll I'll do drawings i see people doing that everywhere and i got like 400 views a video and uh one day i just kind of went i think i saw there was this video from this other creator i don't remember his name at the moment but it was a video of uh the first guys to get beat up by batman and it's him just like sitting there in the hospital and he's like no guys i know it's crazy but i swear it was a six foot tall dude in a gimp suit and a cape and he busted my ass and he busted everyone else's ass and i don't know what to do i think tim's dead is tim dead (laughs) and it was it was a video like that and i'm like that's hilarious imagine if they encountered robin because that would be just fucking stupid because <laughs> i would hate to be the first henchman to go no i promise it was a 12 year old in in panties who kicked me in the face and and broke my leg it's i i swear and i made i made that video and then that video did like a hundred times better than any video i had done before that so i'm like yeah fuck i did while the iron's hot and just I know a little bit about comic books and then apparently I knew a lot more about comic books than I thought was a little bit. So
0: it's just, it's crazy. I've seen, and I've seen now a lot of people since I followed your page, Mm -hmm. kind of following that kind of model as well. Now for doing their videos of doing this Mm -hmm. and some give you credit, some don't.
1: I I always love when I see people who who kind of use the formula that I did. I always feel funny when people ask my permission to use characters that I've made like like Bill the Henchman or or the guy or stuff like that. Characters that I just kind of made up on a whim and I, I get messages of people asking to to use the the formula or to use the guy or to use my videos and stuff and I'm like, guys, I'm I'm some 20-year-old in, in college that I don't kid please i'm some dude on tiktok just
0: go ahead <laughs> speaking you mentioned there the guy that exploded that has become like your thing now is yeah, awesome <laughs> yeah.
1: which was not the plan that was when when i said that initially i think the verse the first video i said it in was was superboy and i didn't even call him the guy i just said alfred uh, i have the the adoption agency on speed dial and then that was something I said, and then I referenced it in a video after that, where I said Alfred called a guy, and then everyone thought that was fucking hilarious, and I just went, "It, alright, fine, I'll do that. That the people seem to like when I say that thing. Let's do that."
0: <laughs> it's crazy because now, since since watching your videos, now I'll see someone do some crazy shit on TikTok. And the first thing I do is I'll go over to your profile and see have you done a call on it <laughs> do <that> yet?
1: <laughs> oh yeah. I swear. I you see, I was I'm excited whenever I see, oh someone a comment mentioned you in a comment on a video. But I swear, at least out of 198 of them are just someone doing something weird or cool and they're just like, hey dude, Alfred better get his phone ready. And that's how I wake up every single morning as I look at my mentions and see the three videos where people were talking about comics and then the thirty hundred videos of people just doing insane feats of, of acrobatics or like punching a cinder block in half or stuff like that.
0: There was the woman kicking popping balloons with her feet is one of my That's one of my favorites
1: <laughs> It's just confusing because I have the exact same reaction to those videos as anybody else when I watch those videos I'm immediately like what the fuck how in the hell did someone even do that? And now I'm trying to think what the hell, what the hell kind of superpower would this person even have if I put them in my in my universe That's just confusing It's weird
0: Actually crazy and I, mean, I need to ask: the skits are they planned ahead of time, or like you have a build-up of them, or is it just kind of whatever pops in your head? Whatever pops in my head, honestly. The the ones that
1: I do script not only do worse; they're not as funny. That's um most of most most of the skits themselves. Every line is thought up maybe half a second before I hit record. It's. It's me just standing there and going, Oh, that'd be a funny thing to say. What would be a funny response to that? Well, what would be a funny response to that? And it's that for like half an hour until the skit's done, and I'm like, eh, that sounds good.
0: And then just throwing that out there. Well, it's it's working. <laughs> and the the Tim Test ones now are just they're exploding as well. Like like Yeah. And your show your knowledge of comic shows and as well, like even to the point where don't he, robin that passed the tim test is jason because he's technically dead he's still
1: dead technically so that's yeah you see i i always knew that i knew a lot about comics but that was just because i was always the comic book guy i was always the guy in my friend group who was like oh that's jay he likes superheroes and that would be that would be it but i never knew that the amount that i knew was any more than normal i just thought i was just kind of a nerd i didn't think that it was like oh i can actually use this for something
0: (laughs) it was I was the same position though i was the the nerd superhero guy in my group Mm. it's all coming up us now with all the the most popular movies are superhero movies exactly i've seen as well on your video someone asking how many likes or how much would it cost for you to chop the mohawk <laughs> uh yeah no i people have been asking me that for for
1: years and it's always usually it results in a threat of violence to them honestly because that's usually what i'm like touch me i dare you i do you want your hand back
0: like <laughs> but it's become on your videos now for me anyway it's become the signature look mm-hmm. you, you yeah rid of it now it's it's
1: well, I've already, I've had it for most of my, I got a Mohawk when I was in, shit, kindergarten. And then after, after that, uh, I just kept the same haircut. I've had this haircut since I was, like a child and i never changed it so it's already it's already my look but the the mohawk and short beard look i didn't plan on that blowing up and now i have so many followers that if i ever decided you know what i think i think i'm gonna shave today it's gone everyone's gonna say something <laughs> i have to beat people to the punch
0: and saying things it would literally be like if jason hodge up one day wearing blue
1: yeah or if they they drew him one day and he's like oh i dyed my hair blonde i thought it would look cool everyone yeah. would be like what the fuck no that's
0: <laughs> and so like many skits i see seen you put out so much content that like how much skits would you say you put out a day on a kind of average basis
1: usually on on a on a good day usually it's about i put about three videos out a day um if it's a if I'm feeling creative that day, usually about three skits. But uh, if I just can't think of jokes, usually I just—that's when I just go. I'm gonna explain something dumb in comics. So it's just because comics have had such a long and storied history, especially the Silver Age would be an, is, is an infinite well of of content of just hey, I have a minute. Let's talk about that time. I don't know this one random comics publisher put out a guy just called the shield and his entire body was shaped like a shield wouldn't that be funny or but usually on a day-to-day basis it's about three videos a day and it depends on on how i'm feeling if it's going to be skits or or commentary like i've seen one of your recent
0: ones about how professor x wanted to fuck Jean gray
1: yeah <laughs> 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 just confusing why
0: None of my friends who aren't in the comic books believe me when I told them that. Mm-hmm. ago. Professor X is a creepy motherfucker.
1: Oh yeah, no, I oh god, I feel bad because when I'm looking when I'm watching the movies like the X Men movies and they have uh, they have uh, what is it Char- Charles Stewart I'm forgetting his name right now. Uh, they have the guy playing Professor X and he's this well respected guy that everybody loves. That's Captain Picard. Everybody loves this dude, and I'm like, yeah, but. <laughs> In the in the comics, I don't I don't want to be within a hundred feet of Charles Xavier. That dude's that dude's fucking creepy. It's like it's like Robert Downey Jr. playing Iron Man. Yeah. He's way too charming. Iron Man's a bad person. He's not a good guy. Like Robert Downey Jr.
0: Twenty years ago, maybe when he was going through that,
1: maybe yeah. But the version they have in the co- in in the movies now, he's this very like suave, uh, nice guy. He's kind of like a dad. He's like tech dad. He's like if Elon Musk was less evil. And they 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 go on that, and I'm like, yeah, but in in the comic books, Iron Man's kind of kind of a dick, and a lot more of a dick than he is in the movie. In the in the books, Civil War wasn't him just being like. Oh well, you know, we blew up a country, maybe we should think about that before we do it. It's I want to know everyone's secret identity. And if they don't, I'm going to kill them. Or I'm going to lock them in, in, in space Auschwitz in a different dimension and leave them there for a couple of years. Like, he's just pure evil who does some good things sometimes. And that's the same thing with Professor X. They're basically the same character, but Professor X is British. So he's has this outward appearance of nicety while Tony Stark is just not... <laughs>
0: We're also Irish. The British thing makes them seem more evil than.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in in the books, they try and portray him as like this, like, oh, I'm just a kind old man who wants to give uh, the best life for mutants in in the world. But in in all actuality, he's like, you know what? It would be a good idea if I got all these super powered kids in one spot. And and then I just threw them at shit that I didn't like, that 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 would probably fix a lot of the world's problems.
0: <laughs> it's it's so, so crazy that all these heroes you see coming in now that people think are the best heroes, mm. most of them are dicks and comics. Look at prime example: Reed Richards. Oh God, I never. Okay, so they're coming out with the new
1: Fantastic Four movie soon, right? Mm. And I am I am terrified for that. If only because. I don't want to see Reed Richards be portrayed as a good person again because even in the books they've started they've started just realizing oh wait he's a he's a bad guy he's he's a bad guy with with weird powers he named himself Mr Fantastic for god's sake
0: this is ego complex the dude was one of the main reasons for world war hulk
1: any any of the illuminati i swear if we don't get an illuminati movie in the mcu i'm going to be pissed because yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the perfect tap to go hey maybe we shouldn't idolize these guys so much
0: it's, it's they're more there's flawed heroes and then there's just egomaniacs who as you said do a bit of good every now and then
1: yeah, sometimes they stumble into a heroic act. Yeah. And that's that's any of the Illuminati, save like maybe Black Panther, because he was the only one on the team that was like, this kind of seems a little evil, guys. And they were like, Pfft, what's evil? Come on. We're Iron Man, Professor X, and Mr. Fantastic. What's the worst that could happen?
0: We destroy a universe? <laughs> <laughs> it's- like like you said, Black Panther is one of the only ones. Maybe a little bit of morality captain america was in there for a while until they decided to wipe his memory <laughs> captain america was there for 10 seconds and he went
1: hey guys you're evil and they went shut up and took him off the team
0: yeah. <laughs> hey, lads maybe maybe
1: stop <laughs> yeah, yeah he's out <laughs> maybe we should think about the morals of this situation before we go through <sighs> okay get him out of here we, we don't need to worry about that anymore
0: put him back on ice <laughs> <laughs>
1: Somebody put him in a freezer again. We don't want to deal with this guy talking our ears off about the- morality.
0: <laughs> it's just the difference between, and not just Marvel and DC as well, between the comics and the on-screen portrayals is just... Oh, my
1: God. You see, I okay, so I think Marvel acknowledges that the characters in the movies are different and, and chooses to move forward with that. DC does this thing where they take what the essence of the character is. So like Superman is a big strong guy from Kansas and then they cut off any characterization after that. They just go he's a big strong guy from Kansas. That's his whole character now. We're not going to going to analyze how he thinks about anything. We're not going to analyze his inner turmoil about anything. We're not going to analyze who he is as a character. He's a big strong dude from Kansas who has a, a mom named Martha, and then we're just going to make that his whole character. Yeah. And they put that in the movies. And the same with Batman. He's a scary bat demon. That's it. We're just going to leave it at that. We're not going to analyze his inner turmoil or anything. He's a big bat demon from Gotham with dead parents. And we're going to move forward with that. That's all his character is now. And honestly, I think when... Okay, so here's... This is tangentially related um i don't think that the snyder cut that's coming out soon for the justice league i don't think that's going to be any better than any of the other dc movies i think it's going to be just another dc movie at this point i I think it's been hyped to all hell that it's going to be the saving grace of the dc universe and i'm like that Is it? Did you guys watch the rest of the DC universe? It's...
0: <clears throat> you, you took part of my job there. I was going to segue into that and ask your opinion. <laughs> I have this exact same opinion. I put up a video recently of my unpopular comic opinions, and one of them was Zack Snyder. His cut is not going to save the DC universe in the movie. No.
1: No, because like, OK, I don't get me wrong. I made a video a while ago where I said D- to get off his ass. He makes pretty pictures. That's it, which is true. That's all he does. That's his that's his main thing. He wants to make movies that look good and he succeeds at that. I I hate Batman v Superman. I think it's a bad movie, but at the same time, it's it's good to look at. It looks cool. The Batman fight scene, he kills a bunch of people. Sure. But also it's pretty fucking badass. I'll give him that like. Uh, but with the Justice League coming out now, I think that might have been the biggest reason that when they intercut uh, Joss Whedon's cut and Zack Snyder's cut for the Justice League movie, for the one that was released originally, I think that might have been one of the biggest reasons that it didn't. Fe- it felt like two different movies is because Joss Whedon was coming at it from a Marvel ki- perspective of we're going to take these characters and we're going to try and look at their character a little bit more but half of the the other half of the movie was just we're going to go with the archetype of the character and use that. So Batman is is split 50-50 between big bat demon from Gotham and intense look at childhood trauma. There's no you can't mix those two and just assume that it, oh if we intercut it together it'll look normal <laughs> like
0: do you think now I've constantly said it multiple times, do you think DC are suffering from trying to catch up to Marvel too quick?
1: I think that DC I don't think anybody can catch up to Marvel. I think that's impossible. Because Marvel started so they started right when superhero movies had no respect. When it was just, Oh, what are you gonna do? You're gonna do a superhero movie to get your 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 hopes back up? Okay, sure but that's when they they started their universe. So they are the people who inspire, well, is it as good as a Marvel movie? Even if people dog on them, you're still gonna go and watch it. Like even if people dog on the Marvel- They're all the same. They have the same villains. They always have the same first story. Yeah, they do, but guess, you're gonna still see it, aren't you? <laughs> like, that's the, that's the thing is that I don't think anybody can truly catch up to Marvel. I think DC needs to make it, take a different approach which I think the way that they're doing it where they make individual stories, not stories connected to each other, but just stories with existing characters. I think that's kind of the way that they need to go. You can't make a connected universe in five years. Yeah. Because you need to make five different movies for five different characters. Like, think of the Avengers. Every character in that movie had already appeared in another movie. Yeah. Even even the villain was from a different movie and he just had a droid army or something behind him that he could throw at people. But with DC, you can't do that because all you had, are you going to shove every character into the same movie? Because even Hawkeye, Hawkeye and Black Widow, they didn't have their own movies, but each of them was a side character in a different movie. You didn't put both Black Widow and Hawkeye and Iron Man and Captain America and then introduce them all into the same movie they took some time and i don't think that there's going to be any way that dc can effectively make that work again like that that formula has been tapped we know what it looks like now so now if they try and do it it's just going to be a cliche movie they need to do something different they need to do something new that nobody's going to be expecting which is why i love joker like because the joker movie even though it i don't think of him as the joker It's its own thing. It's an world story. It's something individual and on its own, which is nice to see. It's refreshing, especially for a superhero
0: concept. Yeah. Look, myself, I get a lot of shit for this. The first Suicide Squad movie, yes, it had so many issues, but when I sat down and watched it and just switched my brain off, I enjoyed it because it was slightly different to the usual DC formula.
1: Which I can see, yeah. You see, the only thing... My thing with... My thing with Suicide Squad is it it feels like it tried to have its cake and eat it, too. Mm. It tried to be its own movie. It tried to do the Joker thing where it's not connected to anything. We're we're our own universe. But we're still going to be tied into Justice League. But this Joker is still this Batman's Joker, which is, I think, where it stumbles because... I cannot see Jared Leto's Joker fighting Ben Affleck's Batman in no universe. There's no, those two don't mix, but that's the, that's what we're, we're told to believe. And that's where I'm like, "Mm, that doesn't seem right. And we're going to base our entire Harley Quinn off of this version of the Joker. So you better get that version of the Joker, right? And they didn't. So then the version of Harley Quinn stumbles. And if that's your biggest sell, it falls apart, which I, I admire it for doing its own thing. But at the same time, they still did the big blue sky beam. They still did the, the, the Joker that doesn't make any sense. They still got their big, big name actor in there and went Will Smith is dead shot. And we're not going to explore it any farther than that. It's just that Will Smith
0: is dead shot. It was almost a case of it. it was the movie was when I looked at it, like from a proper standpoint was Will Smith, Margot Robbie and friends.
1: Yeah <laughs> yeah, I mean it's pretty close. You see, I think that that movie is a testament to let directors do what they let directors do their job. Yeah. Because that movie if have you looked into the, the background of that movie of like all the stuff that happened behind the scenes
0: of that thing? I picked little bits and I've seen the release the air quote now kind of trend mm. on Twitter the last like year or so.
1: Yeah, so the director wanted to make a the a dark Suicide Squad movie, a dark, depressing, a, a DC movie. He wanted to make a DC movie, yeah. and that was what the first trailer was. Do you remember the uh, I had I told a joke trailer from like yes. the the first Comic Con where they released it, and it was like super dark and dreary and creepy, and that felt really cool. But then they and they were making that movie that was the feel of the movie and then later down the line they released a second trailer which was the freddie mercury one that was the one where they had uh the the pop music in the background and the bright colors and the quick cuts and everyone loved that trailer that trailer exploded so dc panicked they went oh god we're making this dark depressing movie and now everybody is really hyped for this really super bombastic movie (laughs) We're going to need to edit this. We're going to need to fix this in the later half. But the direct what the director shot didn't fit with that because it's dark. It's depressing. It's creepy. So then they hired the studio that did the trailer to edit the movie, which is... J- no that they're a trailer house that's not their job they don't know how, that's not how to do i'm a, i'm a video game artist if you told me to paint a renaissance painting i'd be very confused that's like that's essentially what they did so then the movie came out not what the director wanted and not what the editing team wanted and not what the studio wanted and it was critically it fucking exploded so it's not what the fans wanted so it, it came out with this movie that only hit, like, three people the exact way it's supposed to hit. So that's, that's my testament to just, if you hire a director to do a job, let them do their fucking job. They know what they're doing. They're a director. That's, their, that's all their life is making movies that people want to see. Just let them do the thing.
0: And the funny thing is, if they let the director do their job and the movie bombs... They can blame the director. The director goes down with the ship. But where is exactly? The, I mean, and change it. It's on the studio now.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly.
0: Now Warner Brothers has a bad name. It's not
1: the. It's not the guy who directed Suicide Squad. It's Warner Brothers, or it's the editing team. It's not just the one guy that goes down. It's everyone goes down. So if you just let the director have a movie, they're like, "We're going to trust you with this property. Do it right." And then, may, like, maybe run it through a couple of filters to make sure that the movie's not racist or sexist or anything. Just make sure you're not going to set off a hate group. And then, that's all the studio interference should be. It shouldn't be, I, I don't know, I don't know if this is going to appeal to the 18 to 24 crowd. Who gives a shit? The movie's not made for them. Like
0: <laughs> They do, they worry a lot. And I think it's a different medium, but it was the same problem with the WWE where they start wondering why they're like, is this resonating enough with the kids? Mm -hmm. i lost a lot of their older fan base because of going to PG.
1: That is never what a studio's job should be. They shouldn't be wondering, well, is this going to appeal to our fans? Who gives a shit if it's going to appeal to your fans? Is it going to appeal to the people who watch your content? It doesn't matter how old they are. It doesn't matter what they're doing. Is this going to appeal to who you want it to appeal to? Who who you wanted to appeal to? Not everybody. Like, if you don't focus on the money, money will come. That's always
0: yeah. the rule. Like, it's, like you said, like, and then you build up a name, and like, a Marvel. Like, people I've seen, I disagree, but people are bashing One Division right now, but mm-hmm. because it's Marvel, they're still watching every week. Yeah, they're gonna watch it every week. And honestly, I'm one of the people. I love WandaVision. I think yeah. it's a great show
1: because it's it's this really you have to watch it. It's not something you can put onto the background and still understand it. Like, I feel like if I put on, I don't know, Thor the Dark World, if I put on Thor the Dark World in the background and then I was working on a project on the side, if I look back at any moment of the movie, I know what's going on. I know what what we're doing. Oh, it's the romance scene. Oh, is this the big end fight? Cool, it's the big end fight. Like, but with WandaVision it's this show that you actually have to to analyze you need to sit there and go wait what was that
0: in the background it's like if you look away you could miss a decade
1: yeah exactly you could all of a sudden oh shit did I miss the 60s fuck I really wanted to see that like that I I love the show for all the the small stuff that they
0: put in there I think it's really interesting I think for comic fans like ourselves as well, there's a lot of kind of Easter eggs and a lot of fan service thrown in there as well to keep us interested. Oh yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. Like in the first three episodes, I was really into
1: the first three episodes. I know that they were you. You have to sit through them because you don't really know what what you're watching at the in those first three because it's like, wait, is this seriously? did they seriously make this a sitcom with these big name actors? What the fuck? (laughs) Like, but then there, there's things like, if you look in the background of like, Oh, was that a sword logo? Wait a minute. Was that Monica Rambeau? What the fuck? Like the small tiny thing, like, wait, their blood was red or like in the first episode, did you pick up in the first episode when they did the radio trailer that the light on the radio was red Yeah, and you could see it like that's, that's small shit. That's the cool stuff that that I think that show does so well is making you go, oh god, that's in that's they thought that through. They put every detail in every frame.
0: And it's like as well, they had like in the advertisements you have the Stark Toaster, you have the strucker mm, watch. And yeah. As well on the wine bottle, the House of M in French yeah
1: oh it's so good they they put those little details in there for for basically like movie achievement hunters people who are looking through for all the little easter eggs with a fine-toothed comb. it's for those nerds like like me and you are like that's mm, that's the good stuff (laughs) like
0: like it's it works as it has my mind i'm already thinking ahead to how's this going to tie into dr strange how's that going to tie into spider-man i'm like are we going to kind of uh, one more day, Spider-Man storyline and Spider-Man tree. Yeah, what's gonna go?
1: You see, I'm I'm very excited. So I've all right. I've made it very apparent on on my on my videos that I'm not a big fan of of the Marvel Spider-Man movies. I think they're fine. They're fine. I just don't. As a fan of Spider-Man, I don't like them as Spider-Man stories. Me and my me and my roommate actively dislike. Uh, spider-man far from home we 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 find it boring we didn't we went to the theater to watch it and we left like did that suck i think that sucked damn it but i am honestly super excited for this third one if only because i want to see i want to see how a real spider-man reacts to this spider-man i want to see how how a a spider-man made to be like comic book spider-man reacts to this version of Peter Parker, like, like, uh, Tobey Maguire is the exact sixties Spider-Man. He he's basically ripped straight from the page cheese and all, and he's, I want to see how he talking to Tom Holland goes, who the fuck is an iron man? Did wait, what happened to Ben? Do you have a Ben? What did your Ben look like? Like stuff like that.
0: I, just the the one place I think we differ. I thoroughly enjoy Holland's Spider-Man. Again, I'm not one of them people that's gonna go off the handle because you don't like the movie. I like I'm mm-hmm. just like I'm. I was never a fan of the Raimi trilogy which is very fair like i'm not all right so i'm
1: not a fan of the raimi movies very much because they're, they're very cheesy and they're very they they know what they are but that's just kind of how sam raimi makes movies is he makes them really really cheesy and and he he enjoys that he revels in that which i respect i don't think that toby Maguire is a good spider-man He's he's a good 60s Peter Parker where he's yeah. like this dorky nerd who is also kind of a dick. Like I think they they hit the perfect amount of no Peter's an asshole. He means well, mm-hmm. but he's also he's a bit of a dick and he's he's kind-natured. My favorite interpretation is Andrew Garfield for both of them because I, I see the most real person in mm-hmm. Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. I see the most I could I could believe that this that nobody really likes this dude because he's pretentious. He's yeah. he's the, I'm so cool. You like don't a- know me, I'm a photographer. Like- I
0: yeah. oh, always seen him as like a hipster Peter Parker.
1: Exactly. And that is, that's why I like that version so much is because he's not the smartest person in the room. Mm-hmm. He's not the coolest person in the room, but everyone kind of dislikes him cause he's a bit of a pretentious prick mm-hmm. and but when he becomes spider-man everyone loves him for these exact reasons that everyone hates him as peter and that's why i love andrew garfield's version so much and don't get me wrong i think tom holland's version is a great miles they nailed miles like if they if they made that miles morales if they just switched tom holland for miles that would be the best fucking spider-man interpretation i have ever seen but they said it's Peter, and they took the things that made Peter Peter away from him, at least in my eyes. Which is I always have to argue my point because they're like, what? He's the per he looks just like him. Stanley said he's exactly what he imagined when he said he wanted to be Spider-Man. I'm like, yes, that's true. Visually, he looks fucking spot on. You give him classes, and that's Peter Parker. But my my thing is he hmm spider-man has a in the comics he has kind of a how would i put it uh self-deprecation he 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 doesn't like himself all that much he there's never a point in the in the spider-man comics where he goes i'm on top of the world i'm the best there is i know what i'm doing like the the inner monologues he has where he's swinging around the city usually he's very oh i should i should be handling this i need to get my taxes in order i need to get a girlfriend fuck i need to get a better job if only i could save that one last person on that bridge that's he's he's always thinking that he could be better yeah and i feel like in the movies he kind of just knows he's spider-man like he's he's aware that he's spider-man he's aware of our vision of spider-man of of course i'm gonna do the right thing
0: i'm fucking (laughs) spider-man like i do agree um like hmm. within the miles point i do see him as in my eyes a mixture of miles and ultimate peter ultimate he's a great ultimate peter as well but i do i I see i see your points it's the character needs to be fleshed out a little bit more i think they Hmm. They rode the wave of iron man for a bit too long yeah
1: yeah they tied they tied their horse to robert downey jr and then they killed robert downey jr so then the next movie was just well how is this peter gonna survive yeah. without this father figure and i'm like i don't know look at the comics what he did with uncle ben the character you obviously ripped off <laughs> like
0: yeah it's it's hard for me i love him. I'm a, Spider-Man mm. fan my entire life. I love Tom Holland. Like I said, mm. I'm looking at it from the eyes of someone who... I started off with The Ultimate Comics. It was my first time. Yeah. And so mm. it's. I have the vision on there. It's like mm. Andrew Garfield. I love him. I think he was a victim of poor writing. Mm-hmm. Yes, and absolutely. Hoban McGuire, unfortunately, he lost me with the bioorganic webs.
1: Yeah, was, no, that yeah. makes sense. That's... <laughs>
0: But you know from there.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. That's that's completely understandable, and I mean, I also know that I'm coming from the movies as someone who who re- reads comics from a perspective of like the Silver Age. Like I, I i read com I read the old old comics first, and then worked my way up to the modern comics. I didn't start with like Ultimate Spider Man. I think my one of my first comic book comic books was. Uh, like the 2010 run of of Team Titans, so I started like in the middle of the modern age or the the dark age of uh, of comics, and then I worked my way backwards to figure out what I was reading. And yeah. then as I went backwards, I split off into Marvel and I started reading from the back forward from there. So I never, to be honest, I read I think one Ultimate Spider Man, so I'm I never really hitched my horse to that character. So yeah. for all I know. Tom Holland's the perfect ultimate Spider-Man, which I could totally see, which would make sense. But I also know, for, I'm approaching it from, he's not my Spider-Man, okay? He's not the the 60s the Spider-Man that I know, which is fair. I know that I'm in the minority of going, I don't like him. But I also know that that's a personal
0: take of yeah. mine it is it's i'm saying like spider-man twitter is the one of the most toxic places out there it's yeah. it's just like star wars twitter you cannot have an opinion without someone jumping mm. on i'm in the realm of he's my spider-man he might not be somebody else's that's fair mm. enough as you said it's different angles i got in ireland it wasn't those so easy to get comic books back when i started collecting which was mm. the year 2000 uh, yeah, my grandmother came home with a comic book. I think there was one comic shop open in Dublin at the time, and it was Ultimate Spider Man number one. Oh, man! So I started yeah, from there sense. and I read the whole Ultimate run and then branched out. Mm. So, I kind of, yeah, I do think he's the perfect Ultimate Spider Man, but I can see mm. others who read Amazing Spider Man and Spectacular mm. and all those other ones growing up how they can look at it and go, No, he's not correct. yeah
1: yeah, and I think they do they hit the, the major points to make him Spider-Man. Like the suit is fucking great. I love the suit that they gave him. And the way that he talks to bad guys as Spider-Man is really nice. I, I like the I think the best the best version of the Tom Holland Spider-Man is the 15 minutes we got in civil war yes. when he showed up i think that was the best version of him hmm. i i don't really like far from home because i feel like he kind of he succumbs to the plot in far from home if that makes sense like he makes decisions that even this peter wouldn't make yeah if he wasn't in this movie this is my last memory of what is basically my father figure i don't know you take it like
0: <laughs> that did piss me off i'll mm-hmm. that part of the movie pissed me off i wanted to see Beck maybe steal the glasses, not just have them handed to him.
1: Exactly. And I'm not sure, d- does Mysterio pop up in the Ultimate Runs very often?
0: He has a couple of appearances. He's, okay. Ultimate Run, the Goblin was big. In the yeah. Run. That makes sense. And it, was mostly, I th- it was, like, first comic book ever made me cry was the death of Peter Parker, and it was just... Yeah. And that led into Miles. Yeah, that'd
1: do it. That, I can imagine that. So... So with the with that movie I could that was one of my things with Mysterio. Mysterio is a little he just kind of wants to rob banks. He's not yeah. he's not he's not take over the world level supervillain. He's he just kind of wants to make his money and go home. That's
0: he's not that complex.
1: No, he's 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 Captain Cold. He's the guy that like Spider-Man's like, "Come on back. Did you what, what are you doing this week? Come on, dude. Like he's not, he's not the, ah, oh, this is an Avengers level threat sort of a thing. So when I saw the movie and he's like, no, I need to be the best. I'm like, dude, is it? Are we going with that? Okay. that's
0: <laughs> Like there was moments for me, the like, Far from mm-hmm. home. I still prefer homecoming to far from home. Mm-hmm. There was moments of far from home I really enjoyed, but then there was little moments, like you said, that just kind of irritated me a bit. The coming yeah. over the glasses, the tying him back to Iron Man really irritated me. Like, <laughs> Stop tying his villains back to Iron Man. Let yeah. his villains just be villains. Yeah. Like, I'm excited for the for the next movie because I,
1: I find it very hard to believe that they can tie Electro to Iron Man mm. unless they do another, I used to work for Stark Industries, which, fuck you, no you didn't. <laughs> like, I... I'll be, I'll be honest, I really love the Vulture because I feel like he was tied back to Iron Man half. He was half tied to Iron Man. But they just made him more and more tied to Iron Man the more the movies went through, which kind of felt like the exact opposite of what everyone was saying to do. Yeah.
0: Like, and Michael Keaton played him fantastically. And <sighs> I love how he didn't die at the end. Mm-hmm. I'm so tired of Marvel killing off good villains after one movie.
1: Yes, God, please just. Get, you have so many good villains. Just stop killing them, Jesus. They, I think they, they realized with Zemo that they didn't have to kill the bad guy. Where yeah. they were like, "What if we saved him at the end?" <gasps> <gasps> you mean villains are reoccurring? That's incredible. Like, <laughs> I, I think they, they, they learned their lesson there. So I feel like with. Uh, with Michael Keaton, they knew that they could they could milk it for more. Plus, it's Michael Keaton. Are you really going to get rid of Michael Keaton in one movie? I was surprised when they took out Killmonger. I was surprised when they got rid of Michael B. Jordan in a single movie. Same with, uh, damn it, uh, the guy who played Smeagol, who was Claw in the movie, oh, in, in Black Panther. Andy Circus, Andy Circus. yes. I was like, what are you doing? You have two incredible actors. D-d-d- use them; they're great. Kid- uh, Andy Serkis was the best. Was one of the best parts of Age of Ultron, where he was just sitting there. Oh, are you going to make me imagine a cuttlefish? Just if you do yeah. that, I know you're an amateur. Like that's that's brilliant. That's great.
0: Was <laughs> well, and thank God they learn now because I think with mm-hmm. Spider-Man they're building up to the Sinister Six. It's yeah. God, I, I hope the they are. Yeah. <laughs>
1: i'm all right i was a little i wanted them to go even farther and to bring in like if they're going to do far from home don't just use mysterio use use craven you're you're out of america go to africa go go say they're going to take a field trip to wakanda now that it's open and then have craven be in the african jungle hunting things and he sees spider-man that would be
0: the best way to tie it in i've been dying for craven and i'm for years since game mm-hmm. of thrones i have fan cast jason momoa as craven oh it'd be so perfect
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> the, then again there's like six characters from comics that i want jason Momoa to yeah. play, and i mean he's perfect as aquaman i love his aquaman i want him to stay as aquaman but god damn it Give me Jason Momoa as Lobo. I need it so bad. Just make him Lobo, please. Like I don't want, I don't want another skinny white dude playing Lobo. That's not what he's supposed to look like. Like I saw him in, in uh, well, Krypton. He showed up in Krypton, and he was played by just some guy. And I'm like, that's not, dude. Lobo's like eight feet tall and stacked. He so should be Jason Momoa. Like
0: every big guy in comics should be played by either Jason Momoa or less, you know Dwayne Johnson just
1: mm-hmm. any big, of
0: them like, huge guy parts to those two
1: yeah please like all of the any of the wild man characters just give them to someone big
0: yeah, yeah. We, we'll pretend that we didn't see him as another villain in a previous movie in the same franchise <laughs>
1: Exactly. Hey, look—you already had uh, a Ali play Cottonmouth, and you're gonna have him play Blade. Yeah. We can have that exact same extension of disbelief with any of the other characters. Please, like,
0: yeah. <laughs> oh god, it'd be so good. It's just, and now we're uh, gone back with Marvel now. So you to fancast, and what do you think of the rumors now that it's basically been confirmed? But not confirmed that the guy from the office, his name is escaping me. Um, John Krasinski. Ah, it's looking like he's definitely going to play Reed Richards.
1: Okay, you see, if it's true, I'm I'm gr- I'm good with that because I th- he I think he can get that level of hypocrisy or with with Reed Richards because John Krasinski is a very likable person by nature just by like how he looks how he talks like he he has just a face that's very likable but i also feel like he can kind of play he'd be able to play that sort of asshole sort of character yeah like it's i i watch this news show on youtube called some more news and it's pretty much confirmed that John Krasinski just stole his idea for his good, uh, some good news show from that YouTube show they took the entire like way it's shot didn't credit them at all and then sold the show to CBS and John Krasinski totally he, someone completely random with a brand new Twitter account got onto Twitter to tell some more news to stop saying that he stole the idea because he didn't John Krasinski totally didn't do it so that's one of those like, I, th- I think he can capture the hypocrisy because I think John Krasinski might be one of those people that's really likable as a character, but also can be a dick. Mm. Like, and I think that him being Reed Richards would be a really good fit for that.
0: Like, I think he has the look as well. And like I said, mm. I think he even by looking at him, you would believe that he believes his own hype. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. Like, I think
1: the hardest part with him playing Reed Richards is going to be not emoting. Yeah. Because Reed Richards very rarely shows any emotion. He's very sturdy as a a character. So I think that's going to be the hardest part is seeing him play Reed Richards and Reed Richards not doing much. Because he can't do his usual sarcastic routine because... Reed Richards isn't sarcastic. He's just very bland, monotone. Like, he's white bread as a character.
0: He is the whitest white character ever seen in (laughs) comics. Exactly. He's just, he is painful. Like, like you say to me, like, someone says to me, white people in comics, the first image that pops in my head is Reed Reed. Richards.
1: Yeah, that's (laughs) 100%. First thought. Is the first thing that shows up because like he he's a rich dude who lives in New York in a giant building that he doesn't own, that he rents out for his superpowered team that's funded by the government, which he helps make secret prisons for and weapons behind the back of his wife, who also has a couple of friends who live with them, who benefit off their wealth, even though they don't actually do anything. That's the whitest thing I have heard in my life.
0: (laughs) It is. It is it's one of them white privilege is Reed Richards. It's I seen something a while back on Twitter that (laughs) on the DC side, it's like someone asked what Batman's superpower was and someone just white privilege, white privilege. And (laughs) yes, like Reed Richards superpower is stretchiness and white Mm. privilege.
1: Yep. You see, I almost made a joke in one of my videos, uh, where it was actually, it was the first video where I did the Tim test. (laughs) Um, with, with Duke Thomas and with one of those Alfred Call the Guy uh, segments yeah. but it was it was the Duke Thomas doing the flip um, instead of doing the Tim test I almost made the joke hey Tim how many uh, people with any more melanin in their skin than a snowman hang around Bruce Wayne and it's the foxes Cassandra Kane Duke Thomas and that's it it's it's kinda like hmm like it's one of those characters. Yeah, white privilege out
0: the ass is Batman's superpower. It's he it even has right down to the token I, I, I have black friends. <laughs> my best friend's a black man.
1: Lucius! Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? One of my adopted children is black. Like <laughs>
0: So what do you think? Does the rumors now, I don't know, these rumors have been going around for years. It looks like we might actually have a flash movie shooting beginning production this year, although we've heard that web spawn <laughs> over the last few years.
1: Yeah. Okay. So this is a person this is a personal opinion of mine. I am not a big fan of Ezra Miller's Barry Allen. Um <laughs> Yeah. I think he he would be able to play a good Wally West, maybe. <laughs> He the way that they wrote his character as as the fanboy, as like the super giddy, nerdy fanboy, isn't Barry no. at all? Like, I whenever anybody asks what Barry's character should be, my first answer is Batman with less brooding. Because he's like Bruce said in a comic once that his if his parents never died, he wished that he turned out like Barry Allen, because Barry Allen is supposed to be this compassionate person who who is friends with all of his villains because he knows they're just down on their luck guys who, who need the money. Um, he's one of the only characters that when he ended up killing someone, it broke him. Like... That was one of the things that just shattered his entire view of himself. And it was even a character that killed his mom, and he still, when he killed him, it broke him as a human being. Barry Allen is supposed to be this super compassionate genius who works a, a nine to five, who barely needs to put himself through anything. He, he's, his entire circle around him is founded on love and family, but in the movies, he's some kid
0: yeah he's He's a nerd (laughs) some dork and just that that's yeah (laughs) i always seen him as dc's like personality wise dc's spider-man yeah
1: that's they decided oh that tom holland kid he's doing pretty good let's do that but give him speedy powers like no that's not did (laughs) i can never see this barry doing a flashpoint no. Because he would be the person who was sitting in the corner, going like, "Well, that wouldn't make any sense." Because then I would have to go back in time and change the timeline, and that would result in all the bad things. Like he would be, he would be rambling to himself about all the ways it would go bad. But at the same time, he's watching Rick and Morty or some shit. Like
0: he doesn't seem emotional enough to be Barry Allen. Whereas no. I love Grant Gustin's Barry Allen uh-huh. on the Flash show. I think he is brilliant at it.
1: I think he's really good at it. But Grant Gustin, I think he nails the character, but I don't think he visually looks like Barry Allen to me. Which is my one like thing that that pulls me out of it. It's the same thing with uh, uh, Stephen Amell. He's he's blonde Bruce Wayne. He doesn't look like he doesn't look like Oliver Queen because Oliver Queen is flamboyant. He's out there. He's like this big, uh, this big personality. He's the biggest personality that walks into a room, but but. Stephen Amell is very quiet, sullen. This is this is what we're doing, and then has the other person walk out of the room. And it's the same thing with with Grant Gustin. He nails nails the personality of Barry Allen, but visually, he's he looks twenty two. <laughs> That's one of the things that I'm like. <laughs> I'm having a hard time taking this in <laughs> but at the same time it's very easy to to like his character i think one of the, the only thing that that falls behind on the grant gustin version at least in my eyes is they do this they also do the spider-man thing a little bit too much only the spider-man thing of i did the worst thing in the world i'm i'm terrible i'm a bad person like he he he, he revels in self-hatred sometimes yeah. And I think that while while that while that's good for Barry Allen when he does actually things that that he should be contemplating, like like killing a villain or or sacrificing the entire timeline, like after Flashpoint, sure, then do that. It, after killing Professor Zoom, yeah, then do that. But every week, do we need to do that every week? But I think that's more of a writing thing. I think that his character, the characterization of Barry Allen, is just fucking spot
0: on in the in the show. it is like you said even when you're saying there I'm flashing back no pun intended to all the episodes where he's just having these broody moments of he's just having a a Barry moment right now I I let the milk go bad I need to Uh I need to sulk for five minutes
1: (laughs) exactly and he does that all the time which is one of those like that's not a very Barry thing to do like Barry is the person that would see someone doing that and being like hey champ what's going on like that's you would be that guy. He'd be the guy helping the super broody character, which, yeah, yeah I, I think that he would be really... I, I'm not super hyped for the Flash movie, if only because of that characterization of him. Maybe they can fix it in the writing. I really hope they can, but I'm not... Not cross my fingers, and also, goddamn it, make Barry Allen blonde. Son of a bitch! Yes. I'm so I'm so tired of him of them casting brunette people to play blonde characters. God, for God's sake, there's barely any. Like, <sighs> it's like six blonde characters who are popular in all of comics, and you keep casting people with brown hair to play them.
0: It is. It's. Like you said I'm not fit crossing my fingers for it because. Mm. I was never a fan of Ezra Miller's Flash like yourself. It just Mm. wasn't Barry Allen for me. And the Flash is from the comics is probably my favorite DC character. Yeah. Alongside Jason Todd would be two of my favorite characters in DC comics. Mm.
1: And And I'm I'm never going to hold my breath for a Jason Todd movie. I don't don't think that's ever going to (laughs) happen.
0: I was hoping that I haven't haven't watched season two yet. I haven't got around to it, but I was hoping that Titans was eventually going to go that route. But Titans is very hot and cold it's a very (laughs) you either love it or you hate it it's yeah
1: and i've made i've made my video on on my opinions on titans and it's more like i don't hate it i just don't support it which is one of those things it's not one of the it doesn't piss me off like there there are things in movies that piss me off jared leto's joker pisses me off because it's one of those things like you had jared leto would be a great joker and it's it's that missed opportunity that pisses me off but titans it just it it disappoints me a lot of the time in in their decisions because they're so close to what could be great they could fix it so easily but there's just those few things that i'm like fuck like they gave jason his his red hood personality as robin not and I don't mean like they gave him the identity of Red Hood. I mean like they gave him he acts like Red Hood as Robin. Which nope. That's he he was a little reckless and brutal, but he wasn't. I'm gonna call this police officer a bitch and then snap her back over yes. my knee. Like, like
0: He was a little asshole, but he didn't try trans- he didn't kinda of go over to Dick until after he died.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and It's the same thing with – I think that they took – someone told them that Dick Grayson's biggest fear is being Batman and then they took that three steps too far and made him – they just made him Batman (laughs) and then didn't give him any of Dick Grayson's personality, which is why we love Dick Grayson is because Dick Grayson is – He's, if i were to describe his personality it's aggressively not batman <laughs> if batman would do this decision i'm going to do the other thing that's dick grayson's personality and in in the show they like if i remember correctly he either stabs someone in the thigh or stabs someone in the dick with a piece of glass at one point and it's just what the fuck d- Dick Grayson would never stab d- anyone that's
0: I'm pretty sure there's a hallway scene where he, I'm pretty sure he sliced up a good few people. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that's the guy Dick Grayson would be hunting, not that's not yeah, the Exactly. Or like oh god, there's so
1: many things in that show that I'm like why did you what why would you do that? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs>
0: I think just I think I stuck with it because after once they introduced Jason, because mm. after reading the comic and after seeing the animated movie with uh, Jensen Ackles voicing uh, mm-hmm. Jason, I'm like I've been hoping for a live action version of it, and I'm just <laughs> I think I got to a point where it's like I'll take anything. Give me like a small snippet of it, like they did with Flashpoint in the Flash series. Just give me a snippet. Just give mm-hmm. me snippet. Anything. God, please. Jensen Ackles voicing Jason Todd, and I love that whole. Mm-hmm. I'm not asking you to kill everyone just him
1: yeah the, that that's and i will hold by my my opinions on jason where jason's one of my favorite characters but the jason from under the red hood not the jason from the new 52 yeah basically i i made a video like right after i started getting big and i don't know if how many people have seen it but it's my opinions on uh comic book canon and while I don't appreciate that this is now the in-universe explanation of canon because of Dark Knight's metal, uh, Dark Knight's Death Metal, mm-hmm. my personal opinion on canon is you can be selective with what you consider the character mm-hmm. and it's not really gonna change anything because already there's so much material. My version of Batman is different than your version of Batman yeah. already. You, uh, your version of The Flash is gonna be different than my version of The Flash already, even if, We agree that everything is canon. I haven't read all the stories you've read. You haven't read all the stories I've read. So we're never going to have the same version of the character. So I think that canon can be completely selective. Yeah. And that's where my version of Jason Todd began and ended in the Under the Red Hood series and movie. That's Jason Todd anything up until the new 52 where they decided he's gonna go fucking crazy and just Go insane and wear a pill helmet and adopt a robin and go crazy murder bad guy That's no what the fuck yeah. and then everything after the new 52 where they go. He's the punisher Yeah, I, I don't know. He's the punisher now is kind of that's also Not his goal. <laughs> his goal is I want to I want to control crime because crime will always exist. I need to be the one in charge because if I'm in charge, then nothing bad will happen to anyone I care about. That is an understandable motive, not just crime needs to be ended at the end of a gun. It's,
0: the fuck? I, I haven't they changed his costume now as well? Like, I, I haven't been keeping up much with DC. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I'm seeing he has a new look. They... T-shirt.
1: He's, he's wearing a T-shirt and a, a vest with a hood.
0: Like... It's it didn't I when you change a character's look it can be very risky. They mm. tried to do it with uh, Ben Riley in the comics recently when they brought him back. They tried mm-hmm. to change his look to having a suit with a built-in hoodie similar to Spider Gwen's. Didn't work. They went back no. to the ripped up hoodie over the morph suit and yeah. That, that's Ben Riley. That's ben his Reilly. look. <laughs> that was an iconic look. You don't just put him in a different colour Gwen Stacy suit, just leave exactly. him with a hoodie. Mm-hmm. So, I just, and that's why I think I'm not interested in even looking into the Jason Todd comics at the minute, because visually like yourself with uh, the flash in the shows visually, that's not red hood to me. Yeah. yep.
1: Yeah, that's it. Just, it doesn't fit. And, and I agree. I have this weird thing. I don't like superheroes wearing t-shirts. I'd, okay. Just scratch that. I like them wearing t-shirts when they're just wearing like street clothes. Like yeah. the Punisher in street clothes in just a t-shirt. That looks. That that fits. The Superboy in just a t-shirt. That fits. But when their skin tight spandex suit cuts off at their uh their arm here, I'm like Really? That that's the cho Okay. Like Hyperion from Marvel. He wears a a Superman suit that basically just has a T-shirt on it. And I get very confused as to what made you want to do that, because if you put the spandex suit everywhere, you can at least tell characters, oh, well, actually, this is bulletproof, even though it, you know, vacuum seals into my belly button like this is bulletproof and you can't cut through it. So I'm covered. That's the Batman excuse of even though it's skin tight. It's like three inches thick and but if you do the t-shirt option, Jason, you actively use guns. You know you can get shot in the arm. Like
0: that as well as that. Like are they not going out stopping crime during winter or like it's just yeah, <laughs> like, Exactly. Batman only goes out at night. These guys in t-shirts only go out in the summer.
1: Mhm. Like Batman only goes out at night in a place that's supposed to be like New Jersey. <laughs> new jersey's fucking cold at night like it's not it's not hot you're not wearing a t-shirt like you, jason todd's gonna be out there just like i'm
0: the king of crime
1: like that's not gonna work
0: like it's catch a cold have a crime ball up against the wall gun to his head and like this is for everything Yeah. <laughs> Exactly,
1: like, dude, you're going after the penguin. He's surrounded by ice, and you're wearing a fucking t-shirt. Like, <laughs>
0: it's the equivalent to I don't know. If you get these guys over in America, but we have them here in Ireland, who during the coldest weather are still walking around wearing shorts.
1: Oh, 100. Yeah, like, that's why. What the fuck is wrong with you? Are you okay? <laughs> Blink twice if you're if you are doing this of your own accord, <laughs> like.
0: It doesn't make sense.
1: No. And it's it's honestly it's. With Jason Todd's costume in, in particular, you nailed it. It's perfect. He has a good that hat That's such an iconic look, the the leather jacket, the white shirt, the jeans, the gloves and the red helmet. That fucking is amazing. That is a perfect suit. It's very rare in new comics that they come up with iconic looks. So when they do it, Miles Morales, Miss Marvel, Spider-Gwen, Red Hood, when you nail those, you got to stick to it. Don't reinvent the wheel. You fixed it. Batman's always going to have the underwear on the outside of his outfit because it looks right. Same with Superman. Don't reinvent the wheel when you don't have to. That's uh, when when New 52 came around and they fucked up everybody's outfits to add speed lines to everyone for some goddamn reason. The, with the Flash, I can understand. He's rerouting energy through his suit. I can see that. That makes sense. With the Green Lantern, maybe. It's armor. It's it's supposed to be rerouting the willpower throughout his suit. That makes sense. Why the fuck is Superman wearing armor? What the hell is that? Why does he have a collar? What <laughs> You can't hide that under a... a Button up shirt, like if anything, Superman's sleeves end above his wrists so that the shirt can tuck them in. Yeah. Like that's, I don't. When you when comics create good suits, I think they should just stick to the good suit. It, it, we don't want new costumes. Nobody is like, you know what I think? I think Spider Man should really upgrade his look. What? The, no, he looks good. Like
0: it's whatever. Like I completely understand, I get it, and I sometimes love it when Spider-Man got a different suit to s- serve a certain pur- purpose for. Yes. Was with. That was fine, and then he's back to his old suit. The issue after mm-hmm. that, I love that. It gives us alternate suits for the likes of the game. Mm-hmm. If they change the suit for like you said, no reason whatsoever, no logical reason, it just no. well, as comic fans, we've been reading these books, we're invested. You think we're not going to notice this slight change, and it's not going yeah. to piss us off.
1: And specifically with Jason Todd's new suit, um, he has hand wraps. Like he has like hand wraps that go up to his forearm, and they're like bandages that go all the way up and and wrap around his his hand. You need to change into these suits on on a whim. Ten seconds. You need to go the, the like. You need to hop into a phone booth, change into your outfit, and then go stop the bad guy. How fucking long are you in there that you're wrapping your forearm with bandages to to complete the look? Like if it's just long gloves, you can just done. It's that quick. It's.
0: See now, I need to see a video of. Dick Grayson knocking on the bathroom door asking Jason why he's taking so long to get ready.
1: <laughs> I got a new suit. I'm getting used to it. <laughs> Fuck off.
0: I have to wrap my fingers.
1: <laughs> I need to wrap my fingers up, all right? <laughs> why the hell did you change to a t shirt? It looks cool. Fuck you. Like...
0: <laughs>
1: it's... I'm,
0: I'm, Same... I'm going to be so excited now. I'm <clears throat> hoping to see skits involving some of this now. It's still time. We've been no, I've been imagining it in Robin. my own head.
1: <laughs> I'll definitely I'll definitely be using it. It's it's ridiculous, shit, especially with like Damian Wayne's new outfit. I always hate the Robin suits where they have clasps on the shirts. Because I'm like, are you seriously in the bathroom buttoning up your superhero <laughs> outfit before you go out? Because that looks really funny.
0: <laughs> like Look, it could be the case of if the villain has an underage sidekick so that he may have to button down a couple of buttons to try to turn on the charm.
1: Exactly, there you go. That's the. That's why it's there is for when Robin turns 18 and he's still forcing him to shave his legs so he can be out there and he can just do a little bit of a strip tease. So then the Riddler's very, very fucking confused. <laughs> he's like, can, can he put a shirt on? For Christ's sake, it's distracting. What the hell? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm
0: just... Your Robin videos are the best, and just I, I have to I love them and I hate them. I hate them for the fact that I've had some very disturbing mental imagery come into my head with someone new, you doing something.
1: <laughs> That's I think I think Robin and and characters like Robin are they're very easy to poke fun at because they don't make sense regardless of how many times they're explained in the con While well, I'm helping them fight through their Trump, no, you're not that's it's a child soldier what the fuck are you talking about you put, you're putting a 10 year old in front of a gun and saying hit it like that's i don't care any explanation for robin it doesn't make any sense so it's really easy to poke fun at the stuff they do with him and honestly that's why a lot of my videos circle around robin in comparison to like marvel like i i have so many people like why don't you make more marvel skids? Marvel already doesn't take itself very seriously. Plus it covers its own ass. Like they they make the jokes before anyone else can. And it makes it a lot harder to poke fun at. DC makes itself way more seriously and they have way more ridiculous shit. Like 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 Robin. Batman doesn't make any sense. Robin doesn't make any sense. Like Superman could end all crime in five seconds if he wanted to, but he just doesn't because he's... I don't know if that's my place in the world. It is. You're a god. Fix this, please. Batman's been broken in half three times this week. Like...
0: I think that's just remind me of... Did you ever see the skit? I think it was um, Robot Chicken done it, or Batman, and like... Every couple of minutes, Bane just breaks into the room and breaks his back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on!
1: <laughs> I, I have seen that one. Uh, there's also one of my one of the the inspirations I use for a lot of my things is the uh, I think it was a college humor skit, Batman. Man. Uh, I think they, I want... yeah, they did. They one of them got really famous right when Batman v Superman came out, where Superman comes to Batman and he's like, "I think we should team up," and Batman just goes, "Why?" <laughs> You're like three times as powerful as him. my biggest enemy is Bane. He's just a superpowered jock. You could snap him in half and with the other hand you could just be jerking it. Like that's it's a great point, but also why is why doesn't Superman do that? That doesn't make any sense. Why doesn't he just fly over to Gotham and just joker's causing trouble?
0: Problem solved. It's I think it's one the one of those things that reasons i could never get into superman Mm -hmm. was that exact reason whereas like he's so powerful i just can't believe that he wouldn't just stop all this shit now
1: yeah which is a
0: lot of the reason that with
1: with a lot of characters i i rely more on elseworld stories Mm -hmm. to for, for my enjoyment of them um superman's a good one where he works a really good in a graphic novel form because then he's it's a contained story of A man who could stop all crime in the moral dilemma is if he should or Mm -hmm. how much should he stop? Where should his jurisdiction lie? And I think that graphic novels work really good for a character like that. But week to week books for characters like that are ones that I'm like, you're going to come up with a weekly threat for Superman that isn't just a moral dilemma? Because nobody wants to read a week to week book that is just a character in a corner considering should I stop these guys? Should I just throw them into the stratosphere? How much power should I exert? I don't... You're Superman. Come on. You Mm. could solve all this in three seconds.
0: Like... It's... It's just too... Too boy scary. Like I said, graphic novels do work perfectly for characters like that. mm. Week to week, it's... I know what I'm going to get with a Superman comic week to week. He's going to beat some people up and he's going to go home to Lois Lane. Yep. And that's it. Like... Whereas the reason I've always loved Spider-Man is I've seen comics end with him beaten to a pulp, and that's the last page, and I have to wait. Mm -hmm. Spider-Man can lose, which is something that makes him so interesting. And he's so human. It was one of my Mm -hmm. favorite panels from Civil War was the Punisher carrying him into Captain America's base, and he looks dead. Yeah. And
1: I... Okay, jumping off of that for the Punisher, because... One of my favorite characters is the Punisher. I really like the Punisher as a character, but I also don't, I don't see him as a superhero because he's not, it's really, it's a decision that you as a reader need to make of if he's even a hero at all, because he makes a lot of, a lot of decisions that don't make moral sense. Morally they're the, the wrong thing to do, but in his mind, since it's his suicide mission to just go and do these things. Yeah. I I think that a lot of people misconstrue the Punisher as the superhero willing to kill. No, he's a psychopath and a man who with nothing left to live for, who's willing to die to take out the people that would do it again. Yeah. Like and that's one of the things like in in Civil War after that scene Captain America kicks the shit out of the Punisher because he hates him Understandably, so and it's immediately like he brings in Spider-Man. and He's like, why is he shot up? And he's like someone shot him up and then he notices that there's super villains helping cap and without a second thought just guns him down <laughs> and Then the Captain America just kicks the shit out of him, which is understandable. It makes sense and I don't know. I get a lot of questions about the Punisher, and especially whenever I make videos about the Punisher, which is why I don't anymore. They always get political of people of half the... Because, of course, it's half and half. People have their opinion of the Punisher as a necessary evil, and they have their opinion of Punisher as a villain and a bad guy, and people who idolize him shouldn't. Even the Punisher thinks people shouldn't idolize him, which, no, you shouldn't idolize the Punisher, but you should see what his point is where where his morals lie and why he does what he does which is i don't mind comics getting political like again i made videos i think comics are political inherently and i think that they should be used as as jumping off points for bigger political issues because they they make things a lot easier for people to understand they don't simplify them but they make them easier for people to understand in stomach like i always go back to cap knocked out adolf hitler before america was even in world war ii that's it it helps people realize what bad things are bad things fuck superman took out the kkk while the kkk was basically the ymca like people comics make politics easy to understand which is why i don't mind them getting political but at the same time i don't want to go into the punisher discussion every other week of trying to explain i do like the punisher but i don't think anyone should idolize the punisher he's a bad person and he knows he's a bad person <laughs>
0: yeah. he's it's with politics i've always said it i've said it on the our twitter on a show multiple times it's art imitates life it's yes and the political thing is this goes right back to San, uh, to stan's soapbox mm-hmm. at the back of the comics like you can't say comics aren't political when some of the first comics had this at the back of them with stan lee talking about Don't be a dick to other people because they look different. Yeah. Or like I, okay. One of my biggest
1: heroes, one of my biggest heroes of all time is Jack Kirby. I love Jack Kirby. And it's because he had the balls to do shit like, oh, Nazis are here because they're mad. I talked about Nazis badly. Great. Where are they? I'll go kick their ass. And... (laughs) It's stuff like that. Or like when people wrote in to, to Black Panther comics saying, there's not enough white people in in these comics. It's really getting annoying. I can't relate to the characters because there's no white characters in the comic. He went, great, and made him fight the KKK. Because he was like, there you go. There's a few of them. You feel better? Like, And that's I always despise when people go, they should keep politics out of comics. I come here for escapism. It's like, then don't go to comics. Comics are written to make you think. That's part of the fucking point of the book if you don't want to read that book pick up the kids comics in the corner they'll make you
0: feel better like it's i'm so tired of seeing people bashing on certain comics like it's okay to not like it but if you don't like it don't read it
1: yeah it's so simple you want to know how you can stop reading it put the fucking thing down and now it doesn't concern you (laughs) like Already so few people read comics. So being pissed off when the comic you'll read, well, what will this, what effect will this have on other people? I don't fucking know. Not enough to change anything. They're comics. They're trying to inform people so that more people are informed. If you don't agree with their politics, don't read the fucking book. Don't support it. And the book will get canceled. Who cares? Like,
0: It's like, I can't remember who it was, but some guy literally bought comics he hates for his YouTube video just to burn them. And I'm like, it's the same thing as burning... The Nike socks, yeah, and it's you, they they have your money already. They
1: they already have your money. I wa- okay. One of my I watched the movie. Uh, what is it? The movie was uh, Straight Outta Compton. It was the the movie about about NWA. Yeah. and there was a there was a scene in that where they drive past a uh, a bunch of people who are burning their CDs and they're they're stomping on them in the streets, and one of them goes, I ain't that some shit. That that's fucked up." And easy in the bag goes, I don't fucking care. They bought the motherfuckers and just walks away. And I'm like, yeah, you already, you put money in the pockets of the people that you're saying are doing the bad thing. If you don't like them, pirate the fucking comic. Don't read the fucking comic. You need, you can just ignore it exists. Like it's so simple to not do something.
0: (laughs) And 90% of nowadays is for the likes and the retweets and the Yeah.
1: Rage sells. That's, and that's, aggravating to me because i love comics it is it is 100 it is a passion i love comics Hmm. so and that i think is what makes what draws people to my page is because i'm very passionate about it I, i have a lot of passion in this so when somebody goes i absolutely despise this thing and that's what they're selling it on dude come on you're going to have a hernia when you're like 30. Who cares? You shouldn't spend time focusing on the things you dislike. You should spend time focusing on the things that you do. Support the people you do like and don't rag on the people you hate. Like
0: it's, It takes a lot more energy to be negative than positive. It's, so much more. It's I've seen I've friends, and I was for a while. I don't watch anymore, but friends who are big fans of WWE and all the wrestling. And the mm. amount of times you see people going, it's not real. It's this is that. I'm like... The time you took. don't watch it! The time it. you took to write that comment, you could have done something a bit more productive.
1: Yeah, or you know, you didn't have to watch it, you didn't have to it, it, take the time to go,
0: I don't agree with you. Yeah.
1: I, I love when I get comments that are like, uh, I don't agree with that and here's why. I'm like, great, I can block you and you never have to see my shit again. Why did you take the time to write that? Do you want to argue with me? Why do you want to argue with me? What's the point in that? What are you going to get from this?
0: <laughs> I've taken the approach of now. Like I've seen people under our YouTube videos on some of our episodes where they'll disagree with something I said mm-hmm. and, and they do the exact thing. I, I disagree with that and here's why. In my head, I'm like, one, you've, I've already got the watch time out of it mm-hmm. on The View. Two, I didn't ask...
1: <laughs> you know, okay so there's one one thing i do respect is when somebody when they don't phrase it as them being angry but they go i don't agree with you here is my reasons i don't agree with you but i do respect what you're saying yeah and that's when i go you're not writing this out of hate you're writing this because you want to understand my opinion and you want to see it from the other point of view and you want to show me the other point of view i respect those people those people that can respectfully go i disagree let's move past it those are the people on any of my comments that i go good for you i like that i like the fact that even if you want to divorce your side that you did it in a respectful manner it's the people that go what the fuck are you talking about that's not the thing that's not yada 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 i had someone call me a fair weather fan because i mispronounced something or i said something wrong on a on a comic book post and i'm like oh cool awesome block i don't need you i don't fucking care like i do this for fun what
0: are you doing like it's like you said look look at the two of us talking about spider-man there earlier on it was just two completely different opinions and neither of us need to get offended by the other one. It's just, no, you voiced yeah. your opinion on Tom Holland Spider-Man. I voiced mine and it was cool. Yeah, the, way, the, point. The,
1: the way that I see it, it's, it's all fake. As long as you're not disagreeing with me because they're like, well, I don't like them because they're not the same color as me or they're they're gay, I don't like them. As long as you're not being sexist, racist or homophobic, what the fuck do I care? It's, <laughs> that's your opinion. It's a fake, it's a fake universe. And, and people love the things, they love things for different reasons. I love things that are cheesy and bad because they're cheesy and bad. Like one of my favorite movies of all time, which I know is an objectively wrong opinion is G.I. Joe, the movie from 19 from like 1980. It's the the animated G.I. Joe movie. Not only do I have a nostalgic connection to it, but I also think that the story can get fucking hilariously insane and they take it so seriously. And it's the same thing with like the Transformers movie. I love them. I think they're amazing because of how cheesy and corny they are. One of my favorite one movie I love to watch is Batman Ninja because it sucks, it's bad, it's really bad, at least in my opinion. But when people unironically go, I fucking love that movie, I'm like, that's awesome. I'm glad you were able to see something in it that I wasn't able to. So as long as you aren't open, as long as people aren't going onto my post and going like, well, I don't like Black Panther because I really think it's racist towards
0: white people. I'm like,
1: fuck you, shut up, I don't need your opinion. Like... (laughs)
0: It's like I had a a guy from my group in college a couple of years ago who was big into Deadpool, and I pointed him in the direction of Deadpool comics. Mm -hmm. And when he found out Deadpool wasn't your typical straight dude, yeah, he turned. He came and was like I can't read it anymore. Like, how do you read it knowing he does this? And my exact words was, "In this panel, the dude backflipped off a building and sliced two guys' heads off (laughs) while cracking a joke. I don't care who he's fucking."
1: yeah that's who gives a
0: shit and
1: even so okay so like i've made it a very big point on my channel that i'm a very big deadpool fan deadpool is my favorite character of all time hell my goddamn logo is based off of deadpool's (laughs) logo so like deadpool is a i love the character but i always have to immediately follow that up with not for the reasons you're thinking because he's one of those characters like the joker that has been twisted by by kind of a mainstream appeal to him to to take him into the oh he's just this sarcastic dickhead who likes to kill people and that's not that's not his character that's not who deadpool is and i can i can respect people who do like him just for that that's fine that's totally cool but he's a much much deeper character with a lot darker roots than people like to admit and I absolutely love reading Deadpool comics, especially like uh, like the the good, the bad, and the ugly, uh, the Deadpool run of that, or or the sad clown arc, or when he gets married and the marriage falls apart because he wants a marriage and she wants a subject. Like, I, I love those sort of comics. It gets into the deeper parts of this character that people think that they like just because he's this crazy murderer. He's a ninja, but he's funny. Like, that's... No, that's not his entire. That's parts of his character. But that's like saying Batman is—he's a ninja, but he's scary. Like that's the same amount of of reduction of the character. Like, and not not many people know even he has a kid. Yeah, he has a child that in like I I call Deadpool a good dad in one of my videos. I thought I think he is honestly a a good father because he's able to acknowledge what he is and go a child shouldn't be around this i i am a bad bad person to be taken as a role model i will be there for my child but i don't they shouldn't live with me people try and kill me every other day i should give this child to to a shield agent who is obviously going to take better care of them than i am which is a hundred percent i respect the hell out of that and someone commented on the post where he's like he's not a good dad he used his child as bait in one in one comic and I'm like okay <clears throat> Deadpool is a very specific case where he knows he's in a comic and he knows the comic's not going to kill his kid he he knows that that's not going to happen and even then even if you took that out of it he's Deadpool he knew the person's never going to get past the front door <laughs> like he he knows his his limits and that's I I respect the shit out of the character I love the character so much it's honest. It, it's one of the biggest inspirations for like my sense of humor, my sense of style, how all my colors are black and red for for fuck's sake.
0: Like I get that. I was the same. I named the show uh, after mm. the superior Spider-Man run
1: mm-hmm.
0: because I loved that run. And not for the reasons people would think Doc Ock is still a bad dude, <laughs> but as Spider-Man, he just became this more vicious version of Spider-Man and, mm-hmm with Peter Parker in his head, I just loved the ba- inner battle going on between the comic. And for me, it was just an amazing narrative throughout that. Yeah. So I named the show after it. Spider-Man mm-hmm. of Mind. you have the Deadpool colours and logo. I yeah. have the, the tag. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's... Comics are... I was put down a lot as a kid, none of it yourself, for reading comics because they were this. They were for kids. They're... Yeah. Early. But for certain people... Depends on what you take out of them, they can become a very important part of who you are as a
1: person hundred percent. I think uh, comics are like any other medium. I always love when people get on nerds when for being nerds when they're like, "Oh, you fucking nerd! The fuck, you are reading the fucking kid books." And I'm like, "Yeah, whatever. You're watching a bunch of grown dudes knock into each other on a fucking field. Who gives a shit? It's it's the same thing. You you idolize characters like the Terminator and Rambo, who are fake people put p- portrayed by people who." Are nerds about the same things I am yeah. fuck you the everyone's a nerd about something and with comics specifically that yeah they originated and still are m- mostly used as as a way for for children's entertainment they're, they're they're not specifically for adults but also anybody who says comics are kids stuff has never read a comic or it never read the right comic because there's Comics haven't been for kids since the 80s. At least main comics haven't been for kids since the 80s. And a, spe- a lot of storylines deal with some dark shit. And sure, not a lot of sometimes they don't hit the mark. I mean, people I've seen a couple people that uh, uh, that don't really like the way I portray Roy Harper in my videos. How I portray Speedy because I make fun a lot of fun about he's, he's a drug addict and that's like his character but a lot of people don't recognize the fact that the reason I make fun of it is because ever since that was revealed that's been his fucking character that's all of it that's the whole thing and they constantly anytime that interest is dried up in the character they have him relapse just cuz just cuz they, they they feel like it that's not i comics are never have never been specifically for kids. They've always been used as something more. So for them being taken down as being like, oh, you're just a fan of kid stuff. I'm like, what? No, of course I'm not. If if it was just for kids, no one would look at it. And nothing that is purely for kids is just for kids. It, especially when, like, if you watch kid shows, a lot of it is fucked. Like, <laughs> I wonder what, I, I wondered out loud a couple of times, I wonder how the people in my generation turned out the way they did with their uh, weird sense of humor and uh, obsession with, with dark and macabre shit. And then I look at the stuff that was on Cartoon Network when I was growing up of like Adventure Time, regular show, Misadventures of Flapjack. If you take any deeper look into any of those shows, you're immediately like, oh, oh, that's fucked. Oh, that's a little dark. That's, oh God. Like nothing that is made for kids is ever purely for kids, and especially comics because they haven't been for kids. They've grown past that. You're thinking of comics from the '60s. It's like people who go Spider-Man as a high school student. No, he isn't. He hasn't been a high school student since the '60s. He's been yeah. He's he's grown past that. It's.
0: He's been married and got his marriage taken away from him. He's had kids.
1: Yeah he's he's a grown up he's a he's an adult he's grown up with the people that have grown up with the books yeah. like that is i always laugh when people say comics are kid stuff because i'm like oh you don't you're not in the right room here man the comics code was a r- written because they weren't kid stuff anymore <laughs> like
0: it, it's stand look at some of the stuff and some of the storylines like there was a storyline where I know what always think it was an Elseworld Elseworlds kind of story where Peter Parker gave Mary Jane cancer with radioactive sperm. Oh my god. It's Spider-Man Rain. Yeah, oh my god. <laughs> I'm sorry, There's- I wouldn't want to see many kids reading that to be honest.
1: No. God no. There was a book I read as a kid that stuck with me until I'm an adult because it's so specifically not kid stuff. It was um it was a justice it was either the justice society or justice league run from the late two thousands and uh boy harper had just gotten his arm grown back by some uh some unknown force. he got it ripped off during i think it was prometheus one of the, he had lost his arm at some point and he had gotten a robot one and then someone had grown his arm back so he had it again and then solomon grundy came back to fight the justice society and ripped it off again and ate it on screen in front of them and i'm like kid stuff huh have you read ultimatum jesus christ <laughs> like-,
0: no, like like you said it has not been kid stuff for a while yes you can get books that are aimed towards kids like even though i enjoyed it i could see how champions would have been an easier book for the younger generation to read than the avengers mm-hmm. book but it still yeah. has real world problems
1: Exactly. It's like saying that movies are kid stuff because some movies are PG. Yeah. That's not That's not the whole thing. That's not all of it. And there can be art made from it. My favorite book of all time is Kingdom Come. I love that story. And I consider it high art in the same way that I consider Watchmen high art. Like, it's not just a comic anymore. It's, it's something more than that. V for Vendetta reads like a manifesto and less like a uh, less like a comic book.
0: No, and I actually really enjoy talking to people like yourself and when I'm talking to comic writers and artists to people who understand it who look deeper into it and know it's not just a book with pictures. It's yeah, a lot more when you actually look into it and actually take it in.
1: A hundred percent. And they always have been and they always will be. The, Stan Lee wanted to be a he wanted to be a thespian writer. He wanted to write the next great book. He wanted to write the next great American novel. That's why he started going by Stan Lee and not Stanley Lieber yeah. is because Stanley was a pen name. It was something that he went under because he didn't want to get famous for writing kids stories, but he wrote them for a month and then started writing his own narratives. He started tying in things that he liked about him. The reason that Doctor Doom talks like a Shakespeare actor is
0: because Stanley wrote him that way. It's the complexity of characters. I won't keep you too much longer, as I'm sure you probably have some, some college work to get sorted. Uh probably. <laughs> um, the complexity one thing that's about the comics is every character it's has layers. There's no it's Everyone has this. You look at them first and you think, right, he's just this guy. And then as the story goes on, it's like, oh, my God, he has these issues.
1: Yeah, 100%. Every character has more layers than just what they are. And I think that th- that if you look into them for more than three seconds, you
0: find them. Yeah. And that's what makes them so good. It's like Peter Parker was one became one of the most popular characters out there because he was relatable with all these mm-hmm. layers. You could relate to at least one of his layers no matter what exactly like you're
1: in and even with characters like batman batman is is a very out there character <laughs> but if you look at him for long enough everyone has gone through the things that he's gone through at, at least a little bit everyone's been put out of commission for an amount of time and has to backseat drive their life everyone has had a situation where they've been so down that they have no idea how they're going to come back from it and then they find a way to do it that it, it Comic books are metaphors and they always will be metaphors. No, nothing is ever going to be the next world-changing event, but you can relate parts of your life to those characters and move forward with them.
0: Exactly. And couldn't have put it better myself. I didn't put it better myself, so I'm glad you jumped in. <laughs> but look, again, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing, I only kind of went back on your profile really, really far and seeing the artwork there yesterday. Mm. And I do hope that Eventually, there's more artwork put up because I really enjoyed it <laughs> and it was really fucking good. Thank you. Yeah. I'm also looking forward to more skits. Um, I, I love those. They get me through my... I'm working from home, so they get me through my day. Thank you. They
1: get me through mine too. Trust me. Acting them out, uh, I I started doing it as a stress reliever. That's why. That's why I make the skits. Is because I was stuck at home doing skit, doing uh, doing homework in one of the hardest semesters of my life, and I had ten minutes to myself. And I'm like, fuck it, I want to make myself laugh. No one's gonna watch this, and then everyone fucking watched it, and now we're here. So,
0: <laughs> well, at least you didn't just have a, a shirt t shirt on, you know.
1: Yeah, at least at least it was uh, it wasn't just me. Like I didn't just have the camera set up over here, and I'm just like here's stupid jokes. Like at least I put some thought into it because then uh, I wouldn't be known as that dumbass who made the stupid comic book joke. (laughs) Now I'm I'm known as the the guy with the mohawk that made the stupid
0: comic book joke. (laughs) (laughs) Progression.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Thanks very much for coming on. If anyone wants to know these skits that we're talking about, you can find it on at the Panda Red with two D's on TikTok. And um, just most people who are listening to this are on our Twitter. Just literally go down I retweeted the pro- Twitter profile. It is criminal how this man does not have 300,000 followers on Twitter as well. So, <laughs> can remedy that. Um, Jay Panda, thank you ex- very much for coming on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure having just comics chats with you and Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I had a blast. No problem at all. Listen, I will definitely be keeping an eye on your profile and the skits. (laughs) Thank you very much. Hopefully you have have some more people coming in there as well.
1: Sweet. I'm looking forward to it. (laughs)